RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. At about this time in the week, we like to check in across the Tasman with our friend Tim Wilms from theunshackled.net to find out what's happening, well, in Victoria, but also on the continent of Australia. Tim, nice to have you back again. Great to be back, Paul. Okay, let's start with The Voice. Where is it at with The Voice currently? Well, the Yes campaign to to the, who want a, the constitutionally enshrined, it's not voice to, to parliament anymore, it's voice to the executive or every corner of government. The, the latest uh, poll uh, looks like it is... It is unsalvageable, which is obviously good news uh, for those of us who have been warning uh, what, uh, what, how devastatingly divisive uh, the the voice, if it uh, was inserted in the constitution, could be. It was uh, it was published in the News Corp papers on Sunday, uh, so there was some uh, superficial uh, leftists. Uh, we call them drips. Twitter accounts in Australia. I'll fill you in on what a drip is. Oh, it it refers to it refers to a I've I've even forgotten about it. It refers to a a water uh, scandal, and so the the drip drip is about that. Oh, the the truth is drip dripping out. All oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. It's also a torture too. I think so. That can be torturous, having it dripping every little bit at a time. So, so it's gone south basically, yes. for the voice, and you're saying not recoverable at this stage. No. Even though this, they, they, they tried to dismiss this poll because it was published in those evil Murdoch rags, uh, but it the poll was done by uh, Redbridge, uh, which is a polling company that uh, was founded by Cos Samaras, who is a long-time uh, Victorian Labor campaign director, who is pro-voice, and so it'd be devastated at his own poll result. Uh, so the current uh, polling is that no is ahead 56% nationally uh, to uh, 44% uh, for yes. And Redbridge also did a breakdown, which uh, said that 37% is the proportion of rusted-on no voters who will who will a certain they'll vote no, like me, and uh, that's almost twice the 21% who say they are determined to, to vote yes. And no is ahead now in every state and territory, including here in Victoria, no is ahead 55 to 45%. So there is hope for us Victorians <laughs> now. And uh, of course, uh, dictator Dan Andrews. He is. He's actually giving Victorian taxpayer money uh, to uh, to the the Yes campaign, and he's also implementing his own uh, his own uh, truth and and treaty throughout Victoria. There's already the other two parts of the Uluru Statement of the Heart, Voice Truth Treaty. Uh, so Dan Andrews has already got the the First Peoples Assembly. Uh, he is a Victorian. The Victorian Education Department is now uh, going to be uh, going to be only giving uh, First Nations names uh, to new government schools, and also uh, last week in a in an agreement uh, with, uh, with uh, local uh, First Nation tribes, 
uh, gave uh, uh, gave us what uh, we were told by the Attorney General that uh, this is not a a a binding. It's called a settlement uh, package. Uh, she claims that that it's uh, it's just part of a or an aspiration aspirational target. Uh, so that uh, so this ten. Victorian councils. Uh, so it's an area half the size of uh, Tasmania, our, our smaller state. Uh, so it includes a list of proposals, this settlement agreement. It would hand these Indigenous groups powers to rename all roads, bridges and public spaces, co-manage waterways and biosecurity, as well as preferential access to council procurement contracts and jobs. That would sound familiar to you New Zealanders when it comes to co-governance. Yep, it's it's basically the same thing with your, well, not your, but the local Australian spin on it. So tell me, who's driving all this? Who are the believers? Well, it's interesting going back to this Redbridge uh, uh, poll. Uh, those most likely to vote yes are the, and uh, this, this term should be used in inverted commas, the highly educated those with with high incomes uh, but we right. now know that uh, that being uh, having high educational qualifications uh, it, it doesn't mean you you are knowledgeable about the the world yeah, it's like there's an inverse square rule operating there oh the way that it's uh, that <laughs> each polls are, are spun it's that it's well it's the the uneducated who are voting no if only they were educated but this uh, this poll has been published. It's the first poll after the official yes and no uh, pamphlets for the referendum have been uh, have been released. And the more information Australians are getting, the more the no vote hardens. So it's actually the opposite of what they're trying to uh, uh, trying to put out. Uh, that yeah. the more informed you are, the more like uh, likely you are to 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 vote no. Yeah, and, you know, the average person has a lot of common sense on board and these people lost it ages ago. So just saying, all right, so well, uh, now Albanese has kind of been caught out a bit too over this. What happened with him? What's he been saying? Uh, well, he said on uh, election night uh, when uh, the Labor Party won the election in May 2022 that Labor uh, embraced the Uluru statement from the heart in full, and now Anthony Albanese has has claimed that it's only one page. Uh, but uh, Peter Credlin, Sky News host and former chief of staff uh, to uh, Liberal Prime Minister Tony Abbott, on her program, she got uh, through Freedom of Information all twenty six pages of the Uluru Statement of the Heart. So it's not just one uh, page that has it all there. It is 26 pages, uh, which uh, goes into uh, the full statement is one of, she describes it as anger, grievance, separatism, and the need to undo as far as possible the last 240 years of Australian history and refers to the invasion of, of Botany Bay in uh, 1788, the fundamental grievance of First Nations, uh, the Tasmanian uh, genocide and the Black War uh, waged by colonials. Now, a lot of this—it's uh, called the Frontier Wars. A lot of this uh, this narrative about that there was this uh, genocide against First Nations people. A lot of historians have exposed that a lot of these uh, the, these are fake. Yes, there were 
outbreaks of violence uh, between Aboriginal tribes and, and white settlers, but there are also peace agreements and uh, relations between the, the the two groups. So obviously, you and I would both know that history is much more complicated than obviously these days. Uh, the the cultural Marxists are eager to just have a cartoonish version of history that uh, evil uh, white colonialists, uh, violent and yeah. oppressing uh, the people of colour, I should say. Yeah, and uh, as if they were there <laughs> witnessing it, which they weren't. It's hundreds of years ago. 28 pages is a lot more than one page. Yes, and they also they get very specific about their uh, demands. Uh, they want accommodation on an appropriate site within the parliamentary circle in Canberra uh, for uh, their voice body, and it must be supported by sufficient and guaranteed budget with access of course. to independent <laughs> secretariat, experts, and lawyers. So, yeah. Oh, got to have lawyers. It's not the real deal without lawyers. It gets very specific. Yeah, well, it's it's just sort of kind of wanting a parallel system, really, isn't it? That's That's really what... People are wanting, and that's why people sense it's divisive, I would say, wouldn't you? Well, uh, of course. And uh, we, uh, Anthony Albanese, uh, bringing up, uh, he was at uh, the Gama Festival in Arnhem Land, which is in the, the northeast of the, the Northern Territory, mm. uh, where it's not like any other part of Australia where you can just decide to drive or, or travel uh, to a town or, or or city, you actually have to get uh, permission from the the, the local indigenous communities uh, to enter Arnhem Land. Uh, so Anthony Albanese was speaking at uh, the Gama uh, Festival there, which is basically being being given religious uh, mythological status, even though it was only started in 1999 uh, by <laughs> uh, Mandawe. Uh, Yinapingi, uh, who was part of the indigenous uh, band uh, Yotha Yindi. Oh, yes, I've, I quite like their music, song, actually. Yeah. Their, their most famous song, Treaty, is actually very, very, very catchy. So he started it in 1999, and it was described at the beginning as just a, a backyard barbecue. Uh, but now it's grown to, well, it's and it's also a a a. a Mecca-style place for the elites. Uh, so a lot of... Uh, oh, so they can all uh, hang out there yeah, and be seen. Businesses uh, now uh, travel up there. And for an adult ticket, it's uh, uh, $2,500. $3,500 to go there. $2,500. 2, 2 okay, follow the money. There's always the money. Yes, so that's about the same price as, say, a, a, a premium like inner circle Taylor Swift ticket. Yeah, right. Well, okay. Um, and you have to sort of, uh, well, presumably you have to pay to get in uh, to the area rather than the event if it's um, application I think only. It's, I think it's all inclusive. Uh, the, okay. the entry permit's included. But and do they check your papers at the border, do they? Is that how that works? Oh, well, it's, yeah, it's it's like how the rest of Australia was during during COVID. I mean, we, be, we became a, <laughs> a, a basic, a, Basically, the Australian Federation ceased to exist during uh, the the COVID years, and we went back to to being uh, uh, colonies. But it's always been the case up in Arnhem Land. Our Australian Broadcasting Corporation, which uh, receives a billion dollars from Australian taxpayers 
every year, like your uh, Radio Red New Zealand, as it, as it is known. Yeah. Insiders program yesterday, uh, they broadcast live from the Gama Festival where they interviewed Anthony Albanese, and he he basically wants to 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 drive off the political cliff with the the voice though he's deliberately not announcing the 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 date because he wants to basically surprise the no campaign and have a short few week campaign but the the money is still on october 14 uh, which right. is New Zealand yeah close to our big day yep election day after the AFL and NRL grand finals. You've so, got to have that get out there. You've got to get yes, that out of the way. There'll be the propaganda at uh, at those grand finals. So they'll do what the um, armbands and the knee, down on the knee and all that sort of stuff kind of in support. Are the sports teams supporting it? Uh, the, the the clubs are. I, right. they, the, the Over the years, uh, the AFL and all the diversity, uh, diversity people they've hired, they've done a very good job of uh, brainwashing the 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 players to support all of these uh, well they they'll do it for the money so, so whether they support it or not that's for the money well they want to play uh footy but i'm of the belief that they believe this that you really think that's so how, that's how much they're there there's another theory that they're just towing the uh, 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 to, towing the line not rocking the the boat but there are enough of them who are so outspoken in favor of all of these social justice causes that they have to they have to believe it okay so uh there's that now you mentioned uh, the covert lockdowns there's been a bit of talk here some of the video clips that have come out of a senate hearing last week i think wednesday and that was some of the um more independent or conservative one nation i think um uh, senators grilling the pfizer people how's that gone down because it seems that those um, those people being questioned could not even bring themselves to answer simple questions. Oh, they tr- they seem to trot out a, the uh, their well their company line, and uh, obviously they they still had the nerve to say no. Nobody was uh, forced to to take our product, uh, which we made a made a profit on. Uh, everyone was given the opportunity to be uh, vaccinated with uh, our product, but uh, nobody was forced. I mean, you could not take it and uh, lose your job, uh, be locked out of most of uh, most of society. It reminded me of when uh, our former Prime Minister Scott Morrison uh, tried to claim that oh, he never implemented any uh, vaccine mandates. That wasn't the the the, the medical advice i mean it's for the other one yeah that surely must have got some attention because the other thing was it was i think discovered in in that questioning that pfizer employees had their own version of the vaccine imported specially for them yes the the spin on that was well we didn't want to take away from the batch uh, that had been ordered for the uh australians we didn't want to mean the killer batch (laughs) they didn't want the killer batch yeah, well, that's uh, probably fair enough. Okay. Now, also, Dan Andrews, somebody connected with Dan Andrews has um, got himself into trouble. What's happened there? That's in your neck of the woods, Victoria. Well, Dan Andrews was off sick last week with a – he didn't tell us uh, what uh, illness it was. Uh, so <laughs> there, there was a lot of uh, – Is he back now? He, he He's back now. I should uh, fill your listeners in that uh, in March 2020. 21 he slipped down two stairs at a holiday rental 
Uh, yeah. And uh, bro- uh, bro- broke his back and was uh, disappeared for, for for three months. And his deputy, uh, then deputy James Molino, filled in. James Molino, who was somewhat uh, competent, he is now retired. And so Dan's anointed deputy and successor, Jacinta Allen, uh, she was running the show. And uh, is she the Commonwealth Games minister yes, woman that, that we talked yes. about last week? Yes. Yeah. So uh, he dumped that one on her. Yeah, without Dan uh, being at the helm, it basically all fell apart uh, last week. It's it it reminds me of uh, when uh, Saddam and Gaddafi were were overthrown in the Middle East. There was this power vacuum, and they all fought amongst themselves. <laughs> this is what seems like it's going to happen if uh, Dan eventually retires. He was only gone for for a week, uh, but. Uh, there has been the well, forced resignation uh, from the Parliamentary Labor Party of uh, Will Fowles. Uh, so a, a, he has been accused of, according to the Herald Sun, an alleged sexual assault on a female government employee. And wow. uh, okay. this, uh, according to uh, witnesses, uh, said this was at uh, the parliamentary uh, bar, and he was apparently acting Will Fowles super sleazy. Uh, the alleged uh, victim is a, a friend of uh, Dan Andrews. Oh, dear. So that would be the end of the guy, right? Uh, well, he's he's put out a statement saying, oh, I, I, the accusation has been put to me. I will fight to, to clear my name. So he's, and he believes that he's, uh, his uh, expulsion from the Victorian Parliamentary Liberal Party will be uh, temporary. Uh, but uh, he uh, was uh, given a, a second chance in uh, 2019 when he smashed in the bottom half of a hotel door in, in Canberra. And yeah. uh, he blamed it on mental health and uh, alcohol issues uh, so using the the mental mental health defense like uh your, more like the alcohol or, right yeah, like, like your alcohol. former justice minister uh Kerry allen yeah yeah well that's right yeah well it's very stressful in those roles shouldn't be unsympathetic but it's probably more the alcohol than the mental um stuff probably so this is my experience of working in nightclubs and bars so this happened in the previous uh, term of the, the Andrews government. So he was yep. the member for Burwood there, and he was moved. He moved electorates, was given a second chance, and contested Ringwood uh, because that's the, like what the church did to priests. Because the uh, the incumbent, a Labor MP, there was uh, forced to uh, uh, forced to retire. Uh, because uh, he was uh, revealed uh, to have had uh, sex in his uh, parliamentary office. Oh dear! <laughs> really? With someone yeah, else, so, right? So, so Will uh, Will Fowles was uh, was was parachuted in. Uh, though there was no not much scrutiny of him at that election, but there there was of the the Liberal candidate uh, Cynthia Watson because she was a, a Mormon and apparently. Uh, that's it's 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 apparently uh, concerning uh, to the Victorian media that oh we can't have uh, MPs who are who are too religious or but, but sex deviants are okay. <laughs> well, it's it seems to be it seems to be less uh, less reported. 
Yeah, right. Okay, I understand. So basically, if Dan's off the scene, it all turns to custard. Basically, they all go crazy. And there, there was also a a separate incident has been referred to the the Speaker of the House of Assembly. There were two Labor MPs who have alleged to uh, shout at a Greens MP, uh, Tim Reid, the the member for Brunswick, uh, because the Greens have supported uh, the coalition opposition's uh, inquiry into the cancelling of the the Commonwealth Games, and so. Right. Okay. They decided to berate him in the, the the corridor, and so that's going to be investigated. So he's made a complaint about that. Is that what's happened? And to- I, it was actually uh, referred to the speaker by Liberal MP uh, James Newbury. Oh, right. Um, who witnessed it or saw it or something? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. They're they're, yeah, they're they're all running amok. Uh, the 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 kids in in Dan's Dan's caucus because he rules that caucus room with a with an iron fist. Yeah, you bet. A former Labor right wing power broker, Adam Somurak, he uh, got uh, stinged in a branch stacking scandal on a sixty minutes program. He's now a Democratic uh, Labor Party MLC. Uh, he uh, referred to Dan as the the Mad King, and cabinet meetings begin uh, with uh, the reading out of how good his social media engagement is, how good he is. Oh dear, yeah, you just imagine that everyone has to look like they're interested. Okay, and now when he fell down the steps, I mean that's going back a bit now, but weren't people at the time questioning what actually happened? Like, did he fall or was he pushed? That kind of thing. Yes, uh, there there were lots of scurrilous rumours, which I I, I dare uh, won't uh, repeat on, on on New Zealand radio. Uh, but yes, he just his, his social media disappeared as well as uh, for that uh, for that uh, three months, and so yeah, the rumour mill went into to overdrive. But uh, he he reemerged. I came back to work to, in time to put us into our fifth and sixth COVID lockdown in in twenty twenty one. He doesn't show any sign of a lingering injury or anything like that when he gets around. Well, people did notice that uh, on Anzac Day, he did seem to have like uh, there was a bulge in his back, uh, but uh, it, it, it looked like it was more like a, a bulletproof vest because apparently Dan is so popular, uh, he feels he needs to wear that in public. Is that right? That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, um, plenty going down across the Tasman at the moment. So um, we'll talk again in another week, but what do you think will happen between now and then? What do you think will be more about the voice next week or, or, or what do you anticipate? Well, I've spoken on the on your program before about the, the Western Australian government's uh, Aboriginal cultural heritage laws. I, the uh, new Labor Premier over there, uh, Roger uh, Cook, he is going to scrap them. Uh, so he and his Aboriginal Affairs Minister, Tony Beauty, they're going to perform one almighty backflip. Uh, two weeks ago, opponents of the laws were racist. Now they're, they're completely scrapped. Okay, so what prompted that? Uh, a lot of people are speculating that how a tree planting was cancelled because uh, there was a, a, la- a land council uh, CEO who said, no, because of these laws, you can't plant unless you, you give my land council $2 million that we've been promised. Uh, okay. So because it was seen as a, I think rightly seen as a, a voice preview, 
they and Anthony Albanese, he had uh, previously, his government had promised that they were going to have these Aboriginal cultural heritage laws nationally. Uh, so again, caught out. So they believe that it's an impediment to the Yes campaign. So they're hoping that Western Australia is a is a hard no state. It'll stay that way. But they're hoping that by removing this extremely uh, problematic law, which can hold up agricultural and mining projects and erodes uh, private property rights, they're hoping that uh, well, if we go if we backflip on them, uh, then we can memory hole uh, that. Uh, this whole debacle ever happened and hopefully convince Western Australians to vote yes. Okay, interesting. All right, well, thank you, Tim Wilms of theunshackled.net for bringing us up to date, and we'll talk again at about this time in a week, all right? Will do. Thank you again, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.